The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here we are. We are back. Got me in full effect here for 30 minutes. Uh, got the Christmas lights out in front, too, so it's all good in the hood. Uh, this is Jay Foreman Austin sitting in. We're going to be – We uh, I don't know if we teased it yet. we got a special guest coming in tomorrow. Um, if you, if you listen to, uh, um, when we did the live, uh, kind of pre pre game during game post game, uh, we had a couple special guests on. So we got one on Friday, which is tomorrow. And then we got one on Monday, uh, as well, which is, I think December 4th or something like that. So a lot of stuff going on with old school, but, um, you know, we, we covered kind of, the new part. See, this is now we're in the silly season, right? And you know what's <laughs> funny? Not the truth. Right. And that's fine. Rightfully so. You know what? Listen, Nebraska football and football in general, it's the biggest sport in the world. And it's always going to, it's 365, 24 7. Even when it's so called slow, there's something going on. Um, whether it's in this case, in, in our case, high school, right? College and the pros, there will always be something going on. Mm. Obviously, Nebraska getting close, um, you know, to a bowl game. I think we'll do. Um, some of our picks tomorrow, you know, uh, and even we'll try to get our special guest to give their pick, mm-hmm. give his picks. Um, and but still, you know, that really you got Michigan on the cusp of winning their third Big Ten title in a row. Iowa, obviously, reluctant, we'll give them credit for being there. <laughs> but really, what's taken over is who's in the portal now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh, Norris or is it Norris Morris from North Carolina State, yep. who was two years ago, Nebraska was right down to his final three. Um, now, they aren't Big Ten yet, but UCLA starting quarterback, freshman quarterback, Moore is looking to transfer, which is interesting. I want to get your opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you you see this sometimes in basketball. You saw it with Caleb Love. You know, he's going to Michigan, and then, you know, he's at with Arizona now, which yeah. is great. But now you're thinking like, okay, where, where's Moore going to go, right? Because he started as a freshman at UCLA. There's not any turnover because they retain Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. You're already at – 
almost I, I wouldn't say UCLA football is a blue blood, but they're dang near close. It, big school, it, it, huge it, power mm-hmm. five, and you're coming. It, you, actually, your profile goes up exponentially going into the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. If you want profile, if you want opportunity, if you want all the things that these kids want, you decide to go in the transfer portal, and you're going to a bowl game. And you have a coach that started you as a freshman. Mm-hmm. And it'd be very hard to – granted, your stats were okay. 11 touchdowns, um, nine interceptions. Had a really good game the last game. So, essentially, that's probably what you're you know leaving with. I have a sneaky feeling where he's going, but I want to ask your opinion because I know you you probably got a good eye. Where do you think he's going? Or first of all, why do you think he's going in the portal, number one? And where do you think he's going? He was up and down as a freshman, which is to be expected. Right. I, I think the, the switching back and forth, I don't know if he thinks he deserved the starting job all year or if he wanted that year to develop and was thrown in for whatever reason. I, I think he's going back in the portal to get closer to home. That's a Michigan kid. He's from Detroit. It wouldn't shock me if he... Okay, the Michigan State thing, I think he's from closer to the East Lansing side of right. things. Wouldn't shock me if, you know, hey, Jonathan Smith's in on him, got some eyes on him in the Pac-12. I don't know if uh, DJ's following Jonathan Smith to Michigan State or not, but is he the J.J. McCarthy replacement at Michigan? I don't know, but again, blue and yellow. Not that the colors have anything to do with mm-hmm. anything, but if he has word that Jim Harbaugh's sticking around, not going to the NFL, if he likes Sharon Moore yeah. as a coordinator. I think he and J.J. McCarthy can do some similar things. Maybe he's looking to get closer to home for a fresh start. Yeah, I mean, I looked, the first thing I thought about is where would he go? First, why would he go in the portal? Uh, and maybe, you know, Chip Kelly, is a, I always say he's acquired taste. You know, maybe the season didn't go as, as he planned. And I think a lot of these freshman players in general, and in particular quarterbacks, come in with unrealistic expectations, right? And, you know, they say they want to go to the pros, but like I keep saying this, I said it yesterday, I say it, keep saying it all the time. When I was working in Houston, and I know a ton of people still in the NFL, they never ask about what you did as a freshman. Never. It hmm. never goes into the evaluation. There's, They're always asking, you know, has he gotten better? And then obviously the last year or two. So that would be at earliest your redshirt sophomore year, right? Or your jun- regular junior year. Mm-hmm. They're they're not, they're not going to draft you because you played as a freshman, right? So if you need to really redshirt, then you redshirt. There's plenty of guys that got drafted that redshirted, right? Oh, Jason Peter went 14 in draft. He was a redshirt. I know there's tons of them that we could. Th- I think Trev Alberts might have or not, but at the end of the day, guys played four I'm years. Sure most of that pipeline redshirted. Redshirted, right? Um, I think if I had to guess, I think he might go to Oregon. And here's why. That'd be fun. Bo Nix probably is going to the pros, mm-hmm. right? I think he's a senior and he's aged out. He yeah. seems like he's been there forever, right? <laughs> right. He's like, uh, uh, why would he not capitalize? He, he's like, it was it Aaron? Uh, was it Aaron Curry that, or not Aaron? What's his name? Aaron Curry that played for Ohio State, the point guard. Oh, Aaron before. Kraft. Aaron Kraft. Aaron Kraft. Yep. See, like he was. It, it was like <laughs> Perry Ellis from right, Kansas, right? Yeah. They, they just been there for like 50 years, right? And so Bo Nix is going to the pros. Oregon was his original commit. That's right. And with Dan Lanning staying there, re-upping, that might be on more. If I'm if I'm advising him, if you mm-hmm. is like you're already away from home, you're gonna get a chance to be in the Big Ten or at least close proximity. Right. You have NIL money, and I'm sure you you get enough to where you can kind of get a plan that where they can see you when you come to the Midwest. Versus going to Michigan, you probably gotta think like Harbaugh's gone now. If you have a good relationship with their offensive coordinator, Sharon Moore, mm-hmm. but are, is he gonna be the head coach? Then you might think of Michigan State. 
you think DJ's probably going to go there, right. right, with his coach, and mm-hmm. DJ would be a good bridge for the coach Smith. Good until, big ten foot right, too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I think he's going to go. But, I forgot he was committed to Oregon. That makes a lot of sense, right? But what? And I think also you could look at Chip Kelly as maybe a lame duck, right? Potentially could have got they fired. They tried to run him off. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the thing, the dominoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what what happens is 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 some of these decision makers leak stuff to the media. Like, all right, Chip Kelly was as good as gone for two weeks before the season <laughs> over. Well, some guys took jobs. Dan Lanning didn't leave. Ryan Day didn't go to the to the Texas A and M essentially mm-hmm. because there's a there's a slim chance he can, you know they can get into the playoff. Well, then that kind of backs things up, and here comes Mike Elko. Here comes Johnson Smith. So then Chip Kelly actually. Looks a little bit cuter. Looks a little <laughs> bit. You know what? You are a decent coach. And you know what? Who else are we going to get versus the buyout? All right, we don't need a new coach going into the Big Ten. We'll 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 keep you. Chip went from a four to a six just by sitting there. Just sitting there and maybe and, and and working his way up to a seven. And you know what? <laughs> by the time the recruiting's over, he'll be an eight, and he'll be the best coach that he had since you know since Terry Donahue. And then also you have the USC factor, right? Mm-hmm. Where Caleb Williams is most likely gone, and then also Lincoln Riley is on the hot seat, which is crazy. Signed him to a huge deal, right? Set the whole college coaching carousel on fire, and he's already on the hot seat. Now, rightfully so. Um, And so that place isn't appealing. Even though he's a quarterback guru, he'll get you a lot of stats and a Heisman. So a lot of these quarterbacks, like we talked about when I was in, and there's fifty over 50 quarterbacks in the portal. For 133 FPS teams. Yeah, so, and then when you're in Nebraska, I'm like, oh, just keep coming in there, mm-hmm. you know. And then you can you can make a more informed decision, and there will be more and more as these new because you got to think Indiana named their coach. Um, uh, we, we were calling them on the Big Ten Sigs. You got hit Sigs in there. They had 18 guys in the portal already. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you, you you expect him to retain retain some, but you expect nine of those guys to stay in if you go 50 50. The portal numbers will start to ramp up here as we get to the weekend because I think the portal opens on Monday, Monday which is the fourth. And the end of the season meetings are generally getting started and eventually will end by the end of this week because coaches will be out recruiting, so forth and so on. And people change their mind, right? And um, Really? And college kids change their mind? Every Jay, day. Say it ain't so. Every day. <laughs> every day. And rightfully so. I get it. Things change. And, and you know, the, the way of it is, you know, to be honest with you, so, sometimes I, I'd like to think – that we would have been able to keep our team together, our teams together from 94 to 97. Uh, but it might have been hard because we had a ton of running backs that definitely could have went other places and started. I think, like, when you had the depth of Lawrence Phillips, Amon Green, Clinton Childs, Damon Benning, Jay Sims was there. Then we had D'Angelo Evans, Thunder Dan, um, Correll Buckhalter. I mean, we're going three or four deep every on a bad year, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I would be hard-pressed to see, like, say the year that we had Lawrence Phillips and Amon. Somebody, now it'd be up to Amon, right? I got a tremendous amount of respect for Amon Green. If I was another coach, right? If I was Michigan and Nebraska had Amon Green backing up, and now granted, Lawrence was only, you know, the only crossover one year, I'm coming in with the bag for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You'd be dumb not to. At least I asked. Or coming and, and and trying to get any of any of them. Like I can't mm-hmm. lose with any of you guys. You guys want to start. <laughs> and so that's where teams are, you know, um Matt Rule talked about it. it's not, you know, just kind of like the Addison thing with U, uh, USC coming to mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, buying players. Can't fault players for not taking advantage of the situation, but 
is definitely part of the deal um, of college football, and it's got to be navigated strategically, smartly. It's a full-time job. It's a relationship job. You're going to see, I think, potentially staff grow in positions of re-recruiting the players. Mm -hmm. So, So what I mean is if I was a head coach, I would hire Austin Orman to keep a pulse in the locker room. Mm-hmm. because it's a tremendous because ultimately winning kind of gives you the advantage in a lot of conversations but then also being a good sounding board for a coach and and or play your player or players is obviously advantageous as well so the the, the people that can kind of embrace it instead of saying all right this is too much i don't like where it's going you knew it was going here mm-hmm. right so eventually it was so you need to really start embracing it you mentioned that in the first segment, too, with Matt Rule saying that it was their first year in the Big Ten. They learned a lot. They feel a lot more prepared now. It's their first year with NIL in the transfer portal, too, yeah, yeah. right? And again, we can pick apart plenty of decisions that coaching staff sure. made in-game. We, we did it all season long. But I think we saw enough on the player development front that I'm willing to say, okay, maybe they did learn something. I'm right. willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that they will improve their players. They will improve their decisions now that they know a little bit more what the landscape looks like. Right. They won't get 100% perfect, but I'm expecting improvement from Nebraska and how they handle the transfer portal and scouting it at NIL and how they decide which players are Big Ten caliber for their scheme. Like, yeah, you want him to come in and be great right off the bat, but I understand what he's saying about, yeah, there's a learning curve for us. It was a new right. league, but now we believe we know what it takes. Right, Well, sure, and, and also how they develop and retain the players that they have. Um, is going to be huge and, and should be, be able to, I always say you'd be able to streamline those decisions mm-hmm. because you know more about what the makeup is. You know, you're getting a little snapshot when you come in at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on their best behavior. Everybody's right. trying to work their hardest. But how do you, you know, how does Jay Foreman react in week six of the season and I'm playing sparingly? Is he continue to show up? Is he continue to have the same work habits? Has he gotten better? Has he wanted to got, get better? Has he seized the opportunity that I maybe afforded to him mm-hmm. in a one-on-one conversation those are the things that you aren't able to know when you're going through the first thing together um and then also they know maybe the the idea of what a big 10 player what they maybe viewed as a big 10 player coming in and what mm-hmm. maybe might change or right. like you know what you hope it changes yeah and you know what we might even have it on our roster so we're going to do it because mm-hmm. here's a perfect example right with Oshawn Mathis I would I would like to argue with you that what Oshan brought wasn't more any more than what Jamari Butler could have brought that same year because sure. you already had two established starters in your scheme and mm-hmm. guys that were Garrett was a captain and so was Caleb. Mm-hmm. So you had two captains in there, guys that are your locker room guys, guys you mm-hmm. could dependable, both very consistent in your scheme. And you're not a very, they weren't a very aggressive scheme, at least no. when, you know, at the beginning, Not right? Chins, yeah. So those, those, you know that. And then you saw the potential in Jamari Butler because he already had it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, did that stymie his growth, right? Did that lead to him jumping in the portal? X, Y, and Z. Could you have got the same amount of production in and maybe took some of those resources and time to other positions in your team? Or You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I think these guys are maybe more astute to. And also, you know that you learn from the first time. And, and you also have to be a little bit patient with some of these guys, too. Um, I, I Listen... <laughs> I don't know who it was to tell me when they I, perfect example. I remember hearing a story about Coach Samuel, who was my coach. And when I got here, I was pretty much just skin and bones. I never lifted weights and stuff. Thought Running was, back body, not yeah, linebacker. I thought body, I was right? a hooper. Yeah, and, 
And I wasn't. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was good, but I wasn't good enough to play. So you know, I you know, you know me. I'm slew footed, walking my toes a little bit. No, but I got, I took the playing linebacker. Coach Samuel was talking to somebody, and he said, you know, you know, the, the one person said, probably, you know, he don't look like much. I didn't look like much. Trust me, I had number seven. I had people think I was Reggie Ball. That's how bad it was, right? <laughs> and because uh, they just give you any number, and Coach Sam was like, "Yeah, he walks funny, but he's gonna be pretty good." Now I didn't know this till like a few days ago, but the moral of the story is the Jay Foreman that you saw in '94 that whole year. You never would have thought in '95, '96, or not, yeah, '95, '96, '97, '98 would be starter. Never would have thought of it. Never would have thought about the guy that would have. And that's. So you have to be a little bit patient, but you can project it a little bit if you know your work habits a little bit more or what they're built of and stuff like that. So um, obviously there's some positions that need to, needs to be addressed, and they know that. Mm-hmm. They're not – you know, I think you'd be a little bit more worrisome as like, oh, we're not changing anything. The Dabo approach, right? right. Dabo said, you know, we don't need it. Right. We're good. We're trusting this. Matt Rule wants to rely on the guys on his roster, and of course that's the message he's going to present to the media – because he wants to project that faith and confidence in the guys that he right. claimed as his guys. You know, right. if they're on the team, they're his guys, not the previous staff's guys. But I think Matt Rule is smart enough to know what message to send in public and what message to send, send in, in private. private. Yeah, and then also I think if you're if you're trying to create a family atmosphere, you want to make sure because everybody's watching, mm-hmm. so everybody knows who's a good player or not, right? And mm-hmm. so if you're just jettisoning players and always going for the next best next best thing, then that message wouldn't. It resonates much no. so that's why i think they're going to be true to their word and then also be very honest that we got to address some stuff so and there's nothing wrong with that right so if i was a you know you know one of the things i had to before we go to break is i i remember when i was in buffalo i was in a like a pre-contract year i was a starter wasn't as established as other guys right but i'd earned my spot played well knew i was the better guy they brought in a free agent it took me a couple of days to say, you know what? I understand why they're doing it. I don't like it, but I can respect it. And you know what? Bring it on. Now, eventually, they traded me. So I was <laughs> I was like, cool. I get to start down here in Houston. Thank you very much. But that should be the same mentality here, man. So anyways, um, good good couple segments. Glad I could pop in. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to send this off. And then uh, we'll go to Ticket Weeknights. Jay Foreman, Austin, Old School. We'll be back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.